The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, well, welcome to State of the Nation. It's another big day here on TNT. I'm Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. And there's Brian McLean Hesher. Uh, he's in Central Texas. And hello, Hesher. You've got uh, you got a lot going on in your state today, brother. Yeah, those fires are still raging. We talked about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, new new news with Ken Paxton. A lot to unpack just out of my state. Never mind the rest of the nation. Yeah, that's true. And of course, uh, you've also that uh, the southern border is being visited today two times by former President Trump. He'll be in Eagle Pass area. And uh, and and Biden is at uh, Brownsville right now, and the residents in Brownsville don't really want him there, apparently. And I was just looking. The Border Patrol, this would be Brandon Judge, uh, the Border Patrol Union said to Biden in a X on an X post, they said, uh, well, I'll just read it to you. It's pretty short and sweet. Attention, President Biden. Keep our name out of your mouth. <laughs> Whoa, that implies a slap across the face these days, doesn't it? Thanks to Will yeah. Smith. I mean, that is exactly. I think that's kind of what what they were going for there. But they're saying that it's too little, too late. It's obvious this border trip is just a joke. Meanwhile, 500 miles away in Eagle Pass, uh Trump is being uh welcomed as a conquering hero and you would expect that given what he did with the border compared to where Biden's at but I just thought that was kind of a uh kind of a funny slap keep our name out of out of your mouth uh, keep our state's name out your mouth Whack. yeah that's definitely there's there's definitely some uh <laughs> some Will Smith uh snuck in there maybe it's accidental but that's uh seeped into my cultural zeitgeist completely so I can't help but make that parallel and you know uh the fact that President Trump is going to Eagle Pass and uh President Biden is going to the Brownsville sector says a lot because I think the Brownsville sector you know um is uh, a lot easier to keep things uh optically maintained whereas in the eagle pass sector you know uh we've got a lot of friends and colleagues out there a lot of independent journalists a lot of uh, ranchers and property owners that are just not having it so i imagine eagle pass would be uh much more difficult for president occupant biden to have uh the ability to you know maintain the optics the way that the white house would like to see yeah, well, I, exactly right. And it's much like that trip to East Palestine, Ohio, we talked about a week ago. It's going to be and very Lahaina. choreographed. And Lahaina. Yeah, right. And Lahaina. Uh, it's going to be very choreographed. It's going to be staged. It's going to, you're not going to see any interaction with the town folk. It's just going to be uh, him stumbling around, looking at stuff, shaking a few ice agents' uh, hands. Uh, and then probably muttering a few words and then leaving and saying, see, I've done it in my entire life. 81 years. I've been to the border now twice. So <laughs> there you <laughs> Maybe he'll have dinner with a family too. They can have another stage scripted dinner where he sits around and eats, uh, I don't know, uh, tacos, tamales, and waritos and uh, yeah. talks about how much he cares about the border. Oh yeah. He loves those frijoles. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see, but it will be interesting. On the other hand, though, by, like I said, Trump being 
basically being fated by these people in, in Eagle Pass. Of course, he's going to that that park that was that uh, that the uh, Nash, Texas National Guard took over. So, yeah, there's certainly not a lot of Biden supporters in and around those environs. But uh, Trump will be uh, hailed as a hero. Uh, meanwhile, Hesher, I just wanted to point out that uh, a federal judge, you've probably heard of this, federal judges blocked the Texas law, which allows police to arrest migrants suspecting of entering the U.S. illegally. Now, let me just say this. I love the spirit of what Texas is trying to do there. And I would normally, in a knee-jerk fashion, slam this judge. But this judge, he was appointed by Reagan, first of all. This was the same guy that said, you can't have those floating buoys with the razor wire stretched across the Rio Grande. Same exact judge. Uh, and he has ruled, uh, it's a U.S. District Judge David Ezra, and he's paused a law that was set to take effect March 5th, uh, and it would it would have allowed Texas law enforcement to arrest people that they suspected of being in the country illegally, uh, not not for years and years on end, but new arrivals is what we're talking about. And this judge, in his defense, he did say, look, man, this is just, you can't, states can't, you know, retroactively rewrite immigration law. This is a federal law. Um, so the judge is right, but good God, it would be nice to get a judge that said, you know, screw what they're doing here. This guy's not going to be the one to do it. But I guess really what this comes down to, Hesh, is this is going to either be fought all the way to the Supreme Court uh, or probably more than likely it's probably going to be fought at the ballot box come November because that's it's just going to take a new administration to get this right. SCOTUS is almost always uh, kind of tilted towards the side of the Fed when it came to immigration policy. Even the even some of the conservative justices uh read the constitution that way which is good because it means at least they're reading the constitution i suppose right well you know that's um the hope there is that as things escalate to the supreme court and the supreme courts maybe the state supreme courts even um that the constitutionality of it will all be the basis of the decisions and it does you know uh, i'm with you and i do recognize that it does put judges in an awkward position when um federal bureaucrats are, are basically not following the laws. So it's like, these laws are already here. They're kind of in a gray area. They shouldn't be having to take these cases in the first place because our federal immigration laws should be upheld, and they are not. Yeah, and they're not on intentionally, and it's just really, it's, it's really ugly to witness. And speaking of which, I would just say this. We got to take a breather here, but I would just say this real quick. From my house, about 10 miles away, there's a little hotel. It's getting a lot of play here on social media. Starting this morning, this, this, uh, it's a, uh, what, what are those, those, uh, those eight motels, whatever they call them, super eights or whatever. Uh, yeah. This little hotel on Route 37 in Tom's River, it's kind of an old school motel. Well, in the last eight hours, Six buses have pulled up to that hotel, and everybody knows what's going on. These are immigrants that are being moved into Tom's River, New Jersey, right now. That's what it looks like, anyway. And uh, people are just not having it. This is going to be. This is going to get worse and worse and worse. I'm afraid, but uh, you know, so, so be it. Hey, don't miss out on a thing. Make sure you download the TNT app. It's a great app. You can get it at either Apple App Store or Google Play, so you can easily watch or listen live 
to us wherever, anywhere you are, anytime you are, you can uh, check out TNT. And again, it's available to download, keeping you up to speed on today's news talk, TNT. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's news talk radio, TNT. Okay, well, uh, listen, we've got a big show for you today, and I can't wait to dive in. Um, to, we've got some really wonderful guests, so that's going to be fun. But before we get to any of our guests, let's talk about some of this stuff that's going on. You may have seen last night, you may have heard by now, another judge, and this is absolutely ridiculous, another judge has booted Trump from the ballot uh, in Illinois. Trump campaign has now appealed this decision that was handed down yesterday from Cook County Circuit Judge Tracy Porter. She's a circuit judge in the state of Illinois, and she's basically saying, no, even though he hasn't been charged with insurrection, even though he hasn't been convicted of insurrection, I think he's an insurrectionist, and therefore, unilaterally, I'm going to deny his uh, access to the ballot. Pretty staggering news, really. I mean, given the fact that SCOTUS is looking to take up this Colorado uh, law. I really hope that SCOTUS comes down nine, nothing on this Ash. What do you think? I think they will. And I don't understand, you know, cook County, Tracy Porter, like what, what are you doing here? Is this a political maneuver? Cause it, it feels like a political maneuver. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I don't understand here. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge, but uh, I'm looking everywhere for Donald Trump being indicted for instigating J6, and I don't see that. I look through 91 different indictments, and uh, I see references to it, but I don't see any insurrection uh, charges that he's under. That's because he's not, <laughs> and that's that's the whole kick, kick in the crotch here. These are yeah. just uh, partisan hack judges that I think you're right. I think there is politics at play here. I think that she is trying to curry favor with all of her Cook County progressive pals. Uh, and she, a, a Porter has to know that this is going to get overturned. It doesn't really matter what she says, but just the fact that she can say it is going to garner her a lot of cocktail party invites uh, and, and a, you know, a few Atta girls, I guess. That's all I can figure out. I mean, how, how, you know, if they're going to play this out to its logical conclusion, Hesh, that means any Republican governor can say, we're not going to put Biden on the ballot because he willfully is ignoring uh, the the, uh, the the wide open southern border. So, so in other words, Brian Kemp in Georgia, not that he ever would, he doesn't have the spine for it, but you know, he could stand up and say, you know what, we just lost. Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia, is a direct result of this president's open border policies. Therefore, as he's directly violating his oath of office to secure the borders, we're going to strike him from the ballot. And that's why I think you're going to get a nine to nothing ruling from SCOTUS when the Colorado case makes its way there. Yeah. Well, you know, Democrat Party, they would love for this to be a thing. And, you know, I got to wonder if these plans, these political hack job plans aren't hatched at those cocktail parties you're mentioning you know that seems to be the kind of place where this thing happens and in fact if i recall it was fanny willis who we confirmed uh came up uh with this one at a cocktail party with uh hanging out with i don't know was it reed hoffman i can't remember but 
you know, we've seen, we've actually heard reports of this kind of thing happening. No, it was E. Jean Carroll. It was the E. Jean Carroll story. That's right. So that whole uh, lawsuit was was cocked up at a party. So uh, I think you're onto something there, Steve. Yeah, I mean, they're just. It would be one thing if it was just like, oh, this is just politics as usual. But they are really and truly doing everything they can to just dismantle the nation that we've known for our entire lifetime. I, I, I really am staggered by it. I'm kind of rocked back by it. I'm like, I just can't believe the. I won't even say chutzpah. You know, I've said that before. It's not chutzpah. It's just, it's just absolute tyranny at this point. Yeah. That's all. It's it's tyrannical. It's tyrannical authoritarianism, uh, rank and grotesque in the face of all things that this great republic was built to be. You know, yeah. and and the Democrats they would love it if this could set a precedent for them. And I don't even think that they would care or fear that a Republican governor or a Republican state might do the same thing because these Republicans, they don't have the balls to do it. You know, like you said, I'm sorry, I can't use the word chutzpah, but I'm just going to say balls. They just don't have it. They wouldn't take that kind of maneuver, you know? I mean, prove me wrong, come for me or not. I don't care, as my friend Misty would say, but uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see them doing it. And I see Democrat, the Democrat Party actually having the gall, the hubris to say, you know what, we're going to do this anyways. Our operatives, our judges are going to do this anyways. And if the Republicans ever try to use this tactic, they probably don't have the spine. They probably don't have what it takes. They probably don't have the power. And we control the votes now anyways. So screw them. Yeah. And we control the media as well. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Republicans can try it, but the media will uh, will shoot them down. It's absolutely insane. By the way, we all know yesterday the big news was that Mitch McConnell st- is stepping down uh, from the uh, from the Senate Minority Leadership position, a position that he's held longer than anybody in the history of the nation. Uh, he's finally stepping down, and we were talking yesterday, Hash. I'm like, oh, you know, it's just a matter of time before we start seeing seeing people jockey for position to try and get their get their ass in that seat. And does it shock anyone that one of the first names that is mentioned is Cornyn, your uh. your senator from Texas, John Cornyn, who is is I mean he gives rhinos a bad name. Uh, he's as he is a he was attached to the to McConnell's hip for the last ten years of his term as leader, uh, and he wants to immediately step in and fill it. I have a funny feeling that some of these younger, more conservative, more constitutionally minded senators that have not grown roots inside the beltway are going to have something to say about that i don't think john cornyn is going to get the slot but yeah we'll Well, see uh, texans have something to say about that too he was one of the first ones that i started looking into uh in the last few years here actually right after the uh uvalde school shooting uh situation i started following what he was doing and he's got an r next to his name yet if he goes to a a town hall meeting or something around here. Uh, he gets booed out of the room. He's been booed out of the room in Texas doing town halls, uh, shilling for gun control, shilling for uh, you know narratives of the Daily Shooter program. And uh, this guy is very, very unpopular here in Texas. I think most Texans know that this guy's a rhino. And uh, if if <laughs> I don't think he's got a chance, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, well, if you're going to pick a Texas senator, I'd ra- I'd much rather them pick Ted Cruz than John Cornyn, or you can go up to Utah. Mike Lee would be a great, great leader, 
sure. but we'll see. I guess we'll find out come January or at least November. We'll start really seeing. I, I suspect that we're going to start seeing more people throw their names into the hat uh, as the uh, as the weeks, you know, carry on. We'll just have to wait and see. But not John Cornyn, for God's sakes, not John Cornyn. You no, got thanks. anything else, Ash? No, I'm going to leave it at that. No thanks, John Cornyn. Uh, and let's vote this guy out. That's, I guess that's the other thing I'd say. Let's replace this guy with an actual conservative. Here, here. I, I agree with you. Good call. Well, that's on, that's on the Lone Star State, Hatch. So go out there and start knocking on some doors. Get rid of John <laughs> Cornyn. That would be a wonderful place to start. We're just trying right, to well, keep Hugh. We're trying to keep Hugh Shine from taking office. We've got worse critters around here, believe it or not. But I take your point. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's that is their that is their their dream is to flip Texas. It has been for years. It it helps explain why the southern border is wide open. Abbott didn't fall for that. He's shipping them all over. So this this open border thing has kind of backfired on the Dems. Uh, but I think that was their ultimate goal was to flip Texas blue because if Texas goes blue with all of those electoral votes, there will never, ever be another Republican president in our lifetime. Uh, so uh, anyway, there's that. Okay, you're watching State of the Nation and listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. We'll be back right after this. TNT's Misty Winston. We've really seen uh, the the attacks on press freedom have always existed. Powerful people do not like their secrets exposed. Um, that's a no-brainer, right? And so th there's always been attacks on press freedom. However, there has been a significant and marked increase. I think really um, it started kicking off really under Bush, but certainly under Obama. That it really went into hyperdrive. Uh, Trump took that and just absolutely ran with it. Um, I mean, he's the guy that had Assange arrested. Um, that really sets an unbelievable precedent just in general. And so now we're starting to see it spiral out of control. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. One reason people tune in to TNT Radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality. Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine, and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Well, President Biden and former President Donald J. Trump are taking dueling trips uh, to the southern border today. And uh, of course, that is causing uh, a lot of hubbub, a lot of ruckus. Shout out to our friend Ruckus. Uh, Mr. Biden will be going to Brownsville, Texas, which is, of course, in the Rio Grande sector. A uh, lot of migrants in that sector. Uh, and of course, uh, he's scheduled to meet with Border Patrol, law enforcement, and local officials before giving remarks. I'm sure those remarks are uh, already in his hot little pocket here. Um, but Donald Trump's heading out as well. So we've got, uh, as our guest said in the break there, dueling, the dueling banjos of the, the president and the former president. So joining us now is a nationally recognized security expert, strategic advisor, opinion leader, and writer with deep knowledge of security methodologies, tactics, and technology, our friend Charles Marino. Joining us once again, Charles, welcome back to State of the Nation. So what do you think about, this is quite the show to have both presidents down there today. I mean, what a media event this must be for them. 
Yeah, it's good to be back and uh, crazy busy day with some crazy antics going on down there. So let's uh, let's talk about it. Look, you got former President Trump and President Biden going down there and they're going to be received totally differently. They now have distinct records of their own on this issue. Uh, and there's going to be a winner coming at it today on this issue. And spoiler alert, it's not going to be Joe Biden. Uh, former President Trump is going to have the Border Patrol Union meeting with him down there. President Biden is not. He's going to have the governor with him. The former president will. The president will not. Uh, and you're going to see the former president come down there with a lot more enthusiasm because he's coming with solutions. What you're going to see the president coming down with is nothing. More of the false narrative that you can't secure the border without immigration reform. Meanwhile, he's not even existing. The law is already on the books. Yeah. Charles, it's so, it's so, uh, yeah, it, it's so transparently busted the, the border. We all know it now. God knows Democrats know it. It's become a real, uh, a real political mess for them. So I think this is Biden's way of trying to save face. But to your point, Brandon Judd, I was walking, watching him today on Fox News this morning, and he's basically saying, they asked him, has, has the president reached out to you or your team? And he said, no, of course they haven't. They haven't even reached out to us. And then they put out a tweet that said, attention, President Biden, keep our name out of your mouth. So uh, they are very <laughs> implicitly letting him know kind of the, the, the GFY routine with him. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> Trump is going to be hailed as a hero. Uh, this is going to be as, 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 as far as statecraft goes, they're really going to have to be careful where, where Biden steps foot in Brownsville, because I'm sure the residents of Brownsville wouldn't give him, they probably give him the one finger salute. You know, no one's, no one's happy down there. No one's happy in any of the States along the border. You know, the ironic thing here is here is the president visiting a state that has had to step up and enforce, enforce the federal laws that the president and his administration have walked away from. Um, and the reason why the numbers are down in places like where he's visiting in Brownsville is because of the stuff that Ga Governor Abbott has his law enforcement agency doing down there. The physical barriers, the technology, uh, and, and getting people out of there as soon as they cross over into U.S. territory, deporting them out. But everybody is now following on the illegal immigrant side. They're now following the pathway of least resistance. And that's why Arizona's numbers are through the roof and through the roof and California's numbers are through the roof. Uh, because, look, any sign of deterrence, they're going to avoid that as they attempt to come into the country illegally. And they're going to go to these other states that aren't doing anything like Texas. Yeah. And, uh, you know. San Diego and uh, the Yuma sector, uh, those are both getting uh, piled right now, absolutely piled. I mean, we had Kate Monroe on the show last week, um, and she's gone out in, in the San Diego area, you know, and is putting up razor wire. Like, the, she's she's actually, you know, gaining, um, it looks like she's gained some friends in this endeavor, too. They've made second trips out, and um, yeah. so so, you know, it's like the cartels, 
they know when you know there's there's a hole in the levee you know uh, i guess texas right Absolutely. now is the, the hole with the you know the, the leak with the hole in it maybe still a lot of people coming over you know we, we have uh, uh independent journalists that we keep touch with in the um, eagle pass sector and there's still a lot i mean the gut don't for this doesn't mean it's like not happening but it's it's definitely toned down a little bit mm-hmm. but now the cartels they have the resources to just reroute everything to one of the other sectors so um yeah you know uh, pretty interesting isn't it yeah they've got the money they've got the organizational structure they've only grown over the past three years we've spoken about this before the policies of this administration have enriched the cartels have allowed them to become more powerful they've that in in return has made the government of mexico less powerful right than they already were um but look, even countries like Mexico, Venezuela, El Salvador, they don't give this administration the time of day. Here we have Mexico is now the number one trading partner in the world with the United States. And, and we can't even figure out how to use that as leverage to get them to reinstate, remain in Mexico. That's where we need Trump to come back, right? We, one thing we know about the guy, he can negotiate. He knows he knows the forcing mechanisms to get the international community to act the way we need them to act to bring down these numbers. But this administration has not been engaging the international community at all. They're stepping it up now for appearances, just like Biden go down the border. You know, his back is up against the wall. Right. It's bad for Democrats. You got Lake and Riley gets killed in, in Georgia, unfortunately, you know, an unnecessary turning point for this crisis. It didn't need to happen. But now it's exposing Democrats weakness. And that is they've abandoned law and order. Since yeah. the death of George Foreman, they've walked away. They don't enforce the immigration laws that highlight sanctuary cities and the dis- disasters they are. It highlights the prosecutors who aren't prosecuting, and it highlights the politicians going after the entire law enforcement profession. Yeah. Listen, uh, Charles, we have to take a quick headline. We get back. By the way, I think you meant George Floyd, not George Foreman. I think he's still alive, isn't he? The George Foreman. Did I say George Foreman? George yeah, Floyd. Said- <laughs> I must I must have had his grill on my mind. Sorry. You're making about us that. all hungry now. <laughs> well, the thing is, if yeah. George Foreman passes away, there's seven more George Foremans. He named every one of his sons George. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's getting late in the day, guys. Late in the day. Apologies <laughs> to George Foreman. There you go. Okay, well, listen, our guest is Charles Marino. Charles, we take a real quick headline. We'll pick it up right where we left off. You're watching State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT. Check this out. Now, TNT Radio News. Can you say News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Russian President Vladimir Putin has issued a grave warning to NATO countries, asserting that any development of Western troops to Ukraine could dangerously escalate the conflict to the verge of nuclear war. Roscosmos, the Russian space agency, has assured that a leak on the International Space Station's Russian Zvezda module is under control and poses no risk to the crew or the station itself. A Canadian tourist in Hawaii miraculously survived after accidentally driving off a cliff while trying to find a spot to watch the sunrise on Hawaii's Big Island. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 
365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Okay, we're back with Charles Marino. Charles, uh, thanks for hanging in. Now, right before we took that headline break, you mentioned Lake and Riley. Uh, I think that Lake and Riley case is really, that's that's the straw that kind of broke the proverbial camel's back on this subject uh, because it was so unnecessary. It's so easy to connect the dots why she's dead. We know exactly when the guy came into the country. We know he was arrested in New York. We know he was released in that sanctuary city. He made his way down to Athens, Georgia, which, by the way, they say they're not a sanctuary city, except for the idiot mayor did sign sanctuary status about two years ago. So, yes, Athens, Georgia is sanctuary. He got an earful of it. But what shocks me, uh, Charles, is Biden has yet to mention this woman's name. KJP got called out on it, and she just very clumsily stumbled her way through uh, saying, well, this is an ongoing case. We don't want to talk about it, uh, but we do wish to, you know, blah, 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 all the platitudes she could think of on the spot didn't go over very well. What do you think about Biden's complete, just not even touching, uh, not even saying her name? Well, you know, I said a few days ago that instead of this uh, boondoggle trip down to the border to accomplish nothing other than a, a photo op that the American public just isn't going to buy anymore. Um, they should have uh, boarded the uh, president, the vice president, and the secretary of Homeland Security and taken the plane down to Georgia uh, and asked to meet with Lake and Riley's family. Uh, and if they had any spines or shame about them, uh, they'd apologize to that family. And, and they would say, look, we're the cause for your daughter dying. These are, this is our fault. These are our policies. Uh, and we're going to work to correct the wrong. But they, they won't do that because they actually think they're getting it right. They think, and along, this is entirely all of all the Democrats, you know, they think it's okay that they've turned this country into a wrong place, wrong time country. They think it's okay that the American public are now going out the front doors of their houses and wondering uh, as they walk the streets in major cities, uh, if they're going to get hurt or killed uh, as the illegal criminal migrants population becomes a greater portion of our own population. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the media is equally culpable here. They're uh, they're really not doing their job. Uh, we've got Lake and Riley's incident. Um, there's also a number of cases that aren't being talked about even as much as um, Lake and Riley's like uh, Kayla Hamilton, Elizabeth Medina, mm -hmm. Alex Weiss, Maria Gonzalez. Um, here's a couple headlines. Let me just throw a couple headlines out from uh, some brave people that are willing to talk about it. Pasadena crime, illegal migrant arrested and charged with sexual assault and murder of an 11-year-old girl. Here's another one. Illegal immigrant deported five times, charged in hit and run death of Texas boy. Um, illegal migrant from Venezuela is arrested for murder of UGA nursing student, the one that got us on this topic. 
Texas illegal immigrant indicted on capital murder charge and cheerleaders beating and stabbing death. And uh, the family of Kayla Hamilton sues the federal government for allowing alleged killer to cross border. So that's just a smattering of what I came up with today. Yeah. And, and we're just getting crazy. started. Yeah, we're just getting started. Look, we, we've got countries like Venezuela that are emptying out their prisons, emptying out their mental institutions. Remember how much heat former President Trump got when he said, look, these countries are not always going to send us their best. They're going to yeah, send well, us their criminals. And, and that's exactly right. And he got a bunch of heat for saying that. Right. But but look at what's happening here. Um, and, and this is just starting. I'm, I'm telling you, this uh, this is going to be a, a tough charge uh, for the next president. Uh, hopefully, former President Trump comes back in. But this is going to be tough. It can be done, but it's going to be tough to uh, to rein in. But it's going to require a mass, mass deportation uh, operation, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen since Eisenhower. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's going to be politically <laughs> quite named. <laughs> Eisenhower called it Operation Wetback. I don't think that would play today. But yes, a rounding we'll, we'll come up, up with another name. That's right. We come up with another name and they do have to get this out. And, you know, the thing is, Charles, this goes way back. We talk about uh, Lake and Riley now. We can we can throw in Molly Tibbetts in that in that uh, basket, mm -hmm. too. She was killed. by. But this goes all the way back to Kate Steinle uh, on the Santa Monica Pier. Remember that in 2022? It, she was shot dead. What? Is, and to Hesher's point, the media covered that up. They made it sound like, oh, the guy didn't know what he was doing. He picked up a gun and wham, yeah. bam, it was like Alec Baldwin. It went yeah. off. Who would have thought? Yeah. I, I, I just can't I, believe that they're going to peddle that crap again. And one, one important point to keep in mind, you know, you heard the, the president uh, with another false narrative talking about how committed he is to reducing crime and patting himself on the back. The fact is, um, because the American people have lost so much confidence in reporting crimes, that reporting, those reporting numbers have gone down exponentially. We're talking over slightly over 40 percent. So our numbers are off. And our numbers are off because the American public know that if they report something to the police, these criminals aren't going to be prosecuted. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it's becoming abundantly clear at this point. We're seeing it over and over again. People, even uh, uh, illegal immigrants attacking police in one state, being released oh, yeah. with hey. no bail, and then just go off to another state. Well, you know, yeah, it's just amazing to see. And our Mexican Americans, by the way are legal with an L immigrants, they don't like this. And I think that's something that if, if President Biden was to actually go knock on a couple of doors in Brownsville, he'd probably get a piece of their mind, you know, about what they've had to go through to become citizens here and how they that's feel right. about taking all the people that they tried to get away from or that their parents took them away from looking for a better life. Yeah, and they went through a, a lengthy process, several years, um, and you're right. It, that was good that you brought that up because they are a population, those that came to the United States legally, that actually despise this the most. Um, and, and he would get an earful. But, you know, look, he's it's his trip to Brownsville is going to be very, a very sterile environment, very choreographed. 
We know what he's going to go down and talk, that they need to pass the Senate bill, even though the House bill passed over a year ago, H.R. 2. Uh, but really, in the grand scheme of things, look, we got to secure the border first. He can do that tomorrow if he wanted to. Um, all he's got to do is enforce the laws, put the executive uh, orders back in that from the Trump administration that he tore down this first hundred days and the problem will be fixed. Yeah, well, that's just it, though. You know, and this is the problem, Charles. That I don't think they want the problem fixed. And now they realize, holy hell, this may have been a bad political strategy. And it's turning into a real bad political strategy. I, you know, I, I should hope, regardless of, you know, because what you keep hearing is, well, if Trump's the nominee on the Republican side, then, you know, then you know, that's the only, that's the best thing that could happen for Biden. I don't even know if I believe that anymore. I think, I think the Democrats are going to get raked over the coals. Because Lake and Riley's just the first between now and November. And as much as I hate to say it, there will be other Lake and Lake and Riley's between now and election day. And every one of those deaths uh, is going to shine a very bright light on the incompetence of uh, the Biden policies and the Democrat ideology and their push for, you know, a fundamental change. Charles, we got to let you roll, yeah. but I thank you so much right. for your time today, as always. Uh, remember, you Thanks, can check guys. Charles out at charlesmarino.com. He's the author of the book, Terrorist on the Border and in Our Country. Very timely book. I get it. Charles, God bless, brother. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. All right. Good seeing you guys. You too. All right. There he goes. This is State of the Nation, and we'll be right back on today's News Talk TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. So here's an interesting little tidbit. The month of February in the United States has had 132 all-time record highs. Now, let's assume 100 years ago, it was just as warm as the weather that has set these all-time record highs. How many stations do you think would have had record highs? See what I'm saying? There are a lot more stations established across the United States now than there were 100 years ago, than there were 50 years ago, than there were 20 years ago. Some of the stations that broke their all-time record highs have had historical records of only 30 to 40 years. Now, that does not mean it was not an impressive display of warmth in the month of February. But let's say these record highs occurred just a couple of days ago. Well, most of the places that had those record highs had 40 to 60 degree temperature drops in the following couple of days. We've got wildfires going on in the Texas Panhandle where it's likely to snow tomorrow night. At least at times, it may snow into Dallas tomorrow night. So the weather is capable of wild swings. Now that is still a fantastic fact that 132 all-time record highs were set in the month of February in the United States. However, you still have to put it in perspective. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I'm Sandra, this is Jorge, and we were adopted in 2019. I remember when they first came to us, Michael was already a teenager. The whole cliche of they're so lucky to have you guys and it's no. the other way around. They have changed our family for the better. They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose us. Family. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. 
critically analyzing national affairs. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McLean on today's News Talk Radio TNT. Well, the winds of change are beginning to blow through Silicon Valley. Last week, we saw Google essentially bud light itself with perhaps the worst public rollout in tech history. The laughably woke Gemini AI program has been roundly ridiculed and mocked for all the right reasons. Gemini was, uh, well, it was uh, reimagining images. Uh, if you asked for George Washington, you were likely to get a black man in a powdered wig wearing breeches and a silk waistcoat. When asked to recreate the image of Vikings, Gemini spit out Asian, black, and Hispanic Vikings as opposed to the Nordic Vikings of, you know, real history. Uh, the blatant built-in bias was all just too much, and it was just roundly mocked and ridiculed. It's also damning. It's, it's very damning to the programmers, really, because what it shows is the programmers are the ones that inserted that bias, namely these progressive techies. They push their own bias and ideological bent into the program that could essentially rewrite world history as we know it. But the thing that's more galling is that they went ahead and publicly released the program without anyone standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe this is wrong. Maybe we should <laughs> kind of test this a little bit before we spit it out in the public. Well, now Apple's Tim Cook is in the sights of the Free Enterprise Project. And, well, we want to get to the details of the case. Scott Shepard. Scott is a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy. He's a friend of the programs, and he also happens to be the director of the Free Enterprise Project. And uh, we welcome him back to the show. Scott, hello, sir. Um, it's good to have you. So you saw. Good to, good to be on with you uh, again, Brian and Steve. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have you again. Now, we're, we're kind of laughing about Gemini because it was just such a, a catastrophe, that rollout. Um, <laughs> and they, they they shed $90 billion in market share in the days following. And they're, they're definitely bud lighted themselves. They're trying to fix it now. But this isn't just Google. It isn't just Facebook. It's also Apple. What is going on in Apple that has got you guys going after them? Well, it's, it's, as you point out, it's all of uh, tech, all of Silicon Valley, which when we were young, was supposed to be a libertarian paradise. Tech was supposed to, to set people free. And if you remember, all the way back in the 1982 Super Bowl, Apple ran an ad saying that its home computers were going to free, uh, free the future from the, the possibility and the danger of 1984, Orwellianism. Now, Apple is the Orwellians. And so what we've discovered in looking into that, and this won't surprise any of you who have listened to, uh, who have listened to anybody at Apple very carefully, but uh, we, have un we understand, we, we've found many ways in which uh, Apple discriminates on the basis of viewpoint in hiring and promotion uh, in, in the management of its company. Again, no surprise, they went after Parler. Uh, they, they do everything they can to try to stop uh, 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 conservative thought, but also just dissent. I mean, the lock they have on their on their uh, uh, app store is by itself sort of tyrannical, tyrannical and weird. But um, what we discovered is, for instance, uh, they say that they don't discriminate on viewpoint, but they have a matching um, uh, a matching program for charitable donations. You know what? Charitable donations are not acceptable; won't be matched. Two kinds: one to fraternities and sororities, which how many people at Apple could have gotten into one of those? And two, um, 
religious uh, institutions or affiliated institutions. So absolute discrimination against the religious there. And then they've got a rule that, that everybody has to follow Apple policies all the time, fair enough, but they build discrimination and viewpoint discrimination right into those policies. They, they say that it's company policy to discriminate on the basis of race, sex, and orientation, as long as it's in favor of, of diverse groups. And they say that they establish that Apple's position on X, Y, and Z political uh, thing is part of those policies. And then uh, if you are accused of violating any of the policies, then as soon as the investigation starts, employees are no longer allowed to speak about the investigation, about what they're charged with, about what the response is um, uh, uh, anymore. And so they claim that uh, employees can speak out. They can't. Um, and then additionally, one of the things they say in their human rights policies, et cetera, is that uh, employees can't commit hate. Well, that sounds lovely, except then it gives lots and lots of shareholder money to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which used to be a, a civil rights organization. Now it's just a, a protector of left-wing orthodoxy. It gives, them, it gives the Southern Poverty Law Center money so the Southern Poverty Law Center will turn around and, and uh, label as hate right-wing organizations and right-wing thought, and then Apple can, can call that hate as well and discriminate uh, even further. So, so what we have is a corporation absolutely dedicated to viewpoint discrimination and, and delighted to lie about it. Oh, they love it. They absolutely love it. And, you know, I, I'm glad you pointed out sort of the, uh, the, the feeling, uh, that sort of uh, vibe that we used to get in the early days of Silicon Valley, you know, because we were sold all these people as young geniuses, you know, a, a diverse set of young geniuses and up and coming tech moguls who had a, a very philanthropic sort of um, mission statement, you know, and it was very, you know, to be quite frank, it was very, it was a disruptor rebel attitude. And they even sold this attitude to their uh, acolytes or employees or potential employees as we're here to be disruptors. We don't like capitalism. We want to get in here and change it. We want to add more, you know, freedom. We want to go up against big government. And what has happened to them over the years? I mean, now, as you're pointing out, it, it's it's a company that is has discrimination built on race and religion into its own foundation. And it's... It's an ultra crony capitalist, fascist, technocratic, you know, that's what we see in their policy and behavior, which is completely the opposite of what they say to the people coming up the ranks, even to this day. It's like, oh, meet us at Burning Man, bro. We're going to do some cool art and make sure <laughs> President Trump never comes back. Yeah. Well, I think that that what you've described is part of what's caused this weirdness and this strange development. Take Facebook, for example. Facebook was, was founded by a, a, a couple of kids from Harvard and a couple of kids, the, the Winklevoss twins or whatever, who had a giant amount of money handed to them and got lucky with this investment. Well, the results of that are that, you know, Harvard kids and billionaires' sons don't know a lot about the world. And they, they were very successful. They became overnight uh, billionaires, they, they, at some level, they feel guilty about that. But at another level, they don't have any idea how the world works. So to try to assuage their guilt while still being billionaires 
right? They signed on to all these lefty concepts uh, uh, to assuage their guilt and to do it in a way that doesn't cost them anything. So they get to be billionaires. They get to screw up all of society, but portray to themselves that they're doing doing right by the, the most disadvantaged. And then additionally, I think, uh, and Zuckerberg is a perfect example of this. Zuckerberg is a one-hit wonder. Zuckerberg doesn't have a lot of, of additional thoughts in his head. Look at how much he poured into making Facebook into meta uh, catastrophically, right? Almost as bad as the EV investments that Ford uh, and the other uh, auto companies have made. Uh, and so his mind was going to be filled with what, whatever was nearby. And what was nearby to Silicon Valley was San Francisco. So we've seen the lunacy of San Francisco driven worldwide by the, the money of the tech company. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, Scott, is and you mentioned that 1982 Apple commercial hailed as one of the greatest commercials ever. And I remember that. And they showed the the woman jogging through a crowd of people that were mindlessly uh, looking up at an image of Big Brother shouting down from them. She hurls a hammer through the screen and boom, we're off to the races. The new tech industry has been born and this will stop oligarchs and, and, and authoritarians from, from ruling over us. Now we have one-on-one -on -one communication with each other. It all sounded so good, didn't it? But then a funny well, thing I happened. Funny thing happened on the way to the billionaires party. They are all bubble dwellers, as you mentioned. So they all associate with like-minded bubble dwellers. Of course, they don't know how the real world works. They've never lived in it. Yeah, they've never been threatened by anything at all, right? I think, I think in part, they were somewhat threatened by Occupy Wall Street and the Eat the Rich movement, or at least they thought that was a threat. And so they fairly explicitly, along with the, the titans of Wall Street, the self-appointed titans of Wall Street, made a fairly explicit deal with the left. Don't take our billions. And we'll use other people's money, but in the investment houses or or, or shareholders' assets, to push your personal policy, or your your policy goals. We'll push left wing policy goals as long as there's an express uh, exclusion to the disasters those will cause for us billionaires. And so, you know, that's what we get. Yeah, and and I mean, getting back to what we're seeing with with Gemini and some of these other things now. I mean. Um, there's a, a growing concern that the integrity of the entire internet is at risk right now, considering uh, these woke psychopaths have now unleashed woke artificial intelligence into all of our apps. It's it's in you know it's in all your communications apps. You can hardly get it off of Microsoft. You can hardly get it out of <clears throat> Google. You can hardly you know it's it's just arriving everywhere, and there there's no way to scrub it for the most part. Um, and what, I mean, what do you think, what do you think's at stake here if this isn't reined in? Because I'm kind of starting to wonder if we're not going to have a, uh, a crisis of reality or some sort of crisis of, of zeitgeist as this stuff um, integrates itself and becomes more ubiquitous in all of our uh, tech. Well, I gotta, I've got to be honest with you. I think we're already there because uh, the less, recognize the less noticed story last week was reporting that Google already, and for the 2020 election, has a, a program, a, a background system. If you type a, a search request into Google and it has anything to do with politics or policy, they rewrite it 
behind the system to make it more left. So that, and that's why you get the, the first 80 responses, no matter what you put in, are the left's view of, of whatever the topic is. And so that already, I suspect, changed a presidential election. I suspect that it could have massive effects um, uh, in, in every conceivable way in the future. And I promise you that Google's response to the Gemini debacle is not, hey, we ought to stop doing it. It's we have to become better at hiding what we're doing. And so yeah. I think that the only response that we can have in this country, if we want to save uh, representative government, if we want to save American liberties, is to treat Google the way Ma Bell was treated um, uh, all through the 20th century. Establish, recognize that it is, an, it is a monopoly, and then either require it to agree to being broken up into completely separate companies or to be regulated like a public utility the way Ma Bell was for so many years without any right to discriminate in any way against anybody or for anybody or with regard to any idea at all. Just like the phone company couldn't tap your phones and cut off a conversation if you were if you were talking about conservative principles. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And, you know, like we were talking about Gemini last week, we we're kind of having a, a, a chuckle about it because it was just, you know, it's so absurd to see a, a black George Washington or a, an Asian Viking. It was just laughable. But it goes beyond this image creation. Uh, I, I, I was I was reading a story uh, where a guy by the name of uh, Peter Kafka uh, put into Gemini who is worse for society, Adolf Hitler or Elon, uh, Elon Musk? And it, it 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 couldn't it couldn't determine. It said, "Well, they've both done bad things." Essentially, uh, even Nate Silver. I mean, even Nate Silver, who's a lefty, uh, even he piped up and he goes, "Look, Hitler's actions led to the death of millions of people." You sure this is the answer you want to give? Of course. <laughs> I mean, so it really is kind of crazy. And uh, Google's original mission statement was to index all the world's information. Yeah. So, th so that was their their mission statement, and now they're indexing it according to ideology and only spewing out their ideology. I, it's it's dangerous. Yeah, you know, it's it's terrifying, and I think. I think that we have to recognize that this is an existential crisis, not not just for uh, genuinely even the whole of the American Republic, but for all of freedom in the globe. You know, Ch Churchill, uh, 80 years ago, was talking about uh, uh, the Nazi uh, uh, threat being made more uh, more desperate, more more uh, perverse uh, by the lights of a perverted science. I'm getting that part wrong, but technology had made the that the, the Nazis, the, the greatest danger we'd ever seen and could cast us back into a new dark ages. Well, this is certainly because of the additional advances of technology. This is certainly uh, the same sort of threat, but uh, technology has advanced so far that they don't have to do it with guns anymore. They can do it with every single input into uh, uh, our, our, our uh, information banks. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, not just on the image, uh, not just on the on the output, on the stuff that they're throwing out there on the web, but on all the stuff that they're gathering from all of us and all of our yep. inputs. 
I mean, it really is. It really is very, very scary. And I hope something happens. Scott, listen, we got to let you roll, but I just want to, before you leave, by the way, you can find Scott and all of the work over at nationalcenter.org, nationalcenter.org. Will you promise to come back and uh, and share with us the details of what happens with this uh, this case with uh, Tim Cook and Apple? Can, can we get you to come back when this thing gets going? Well, the Apple meeting was was yesterday, so we presented the proposal. We don't know what the, the vote was uh, yet, um, but it's only the beginning of shareholder season, so I can come back as much as you want to let you know uh, what other companies were bothering, who else were suing, uh, sure. and how else trying to fight woke. Right on. All right, there you go. Scott Shepard, keep up the good fight. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time. All right, Thank well, that takes care. You got it, man. Take care. That takes care of hour number one. We've still got a solid hour to go on State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT.